Want to set goals that stick? Here's three questions you need to be asking yourself right now in this episode of the Enough Already podcast. Had enough? Ready to turn your career into your own consulting and coaching business? You're in the right place. I'm Betsy Jordan, and with my background as a consultant, entrepreneur, and personal brand builder, I'm here to give you inspiration and guidance to own your brilliance, shape your brand, articulate your message, and get seen and paid as the expert that you already are. This is Enough Already, the place for consultants and coaches to learn how to create businesses and lives that they love. Hi there, and welcome to the Enough Already podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jordan, and I'm in the middle of a mastermind that I'm leading with my clients to help them build their marketing and sales systems. And literally every week, someone gets on the call and says, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, I'm so behind. And then I have to remind them when it comes to growing our own businesses, there is no behind. But honestly, I don't think they believe me, and here's why they shouldn't actually believe me or why it would be hard to believe. So let's think about it for a second. As former corporate leaders, we're all trained with our annual performance review conversations that there are standards and we should be meeting those standards or either we're leading the way or on track or falling behind relative to those standards. So we're used to these annual performance reviews. And I used to hate these performance reviews so much, not because I wasn't rated a high performer, I was. It was that I always didn't like the standards by which I was evaluated against. For example, at Disney, we had a ton of standards. You can only imagine at a company like that. And while I totally appreciate why we had these leadership competencies, I always wasn't excited about them because they didn't always match my values or my personality or how I wanted to create value for my clients and teammates. But you know what? At least they were standards. At least I knew when I was doing well, I had some sort of benchmark to look at. But here's what happens when we have our own businesses. We don't have those standards. We don't have job requirements. We don't have bosses. And now we're our own bosses. And I'll have to say, we're not always the nicest bosses to ourselves. And my theory on this is that we don't have these clear performance standards. We don't always know, like, when when did I do enough? Did I do a good job? That's a lot of the things that I provide my clients as a mentor is they will send me something and that I could at least give them that relief that, yes, you did great, this looks wonderful, move forward. So it's hard is that when we don't have those clear standards that are explicit and clear that we buy into to know when we're doing well. And without those standards, we find ourselves, and I don't know if you're like this, but I know a lot of my clients struggle with this, and I did as well, and I still do at different points in time, is we compare ourselves to others, and we forget this big thing. A big driver for wanting to leave our jobs and start our own businesses was to create greater success on our own terms, and then we compare ourselves to other people. That's what my clients tell me over and over again in all my programs. Brand messaging and positioning, masterminds, doesn't really matter. We all want this success on our own terms, but yet we compare ourselves. So does it sound like you? And if so, Let's make sure as you close out this year and make plans for next year, you set goals that align with you, what you want your business to deliver, not what other consultants and coaches are doing you. So what we're going to do is I'm going to dive into three questions that you need to answer to set your own performance standards for yourself so that you can evaluate this year's performance against your own standards and set more empowering goals for next year. So as I go through the questions, definitely pull out a piece of paper, take notes. And if you need help working through your answers to these questions, let's talk. I'm here for you. I'd love to come alongside you to make next year your best one yet. 
To get on my calendar, simply head on over to www.betsyjordan.com slash schedule. And let's get some time together to explore what success looks like to you. So now let's get into the main points. So the first question, question number one, what are your lifestyle priorities that your business will enable you to achieve? In other words, if you're no longer living to work, but working to live, what does your ideal life look like? So to answer this question, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about this. What is your perfect day, your perfect week, your perfect month, your perfect year? So as you're picturing this in your head, I want you to be thinking more explicitly. How many days do you want to actually be working? And how many hours in a workday do you want to be working? How much time do you want to have for vacation? And when you're not working, thinking of, think about how you're spending your time and with who. Do you see yourself traveling? What kind of time do you see yourself having to do things like spending time with your kids or exercise or hobbies, sports, writing, art, and so on? I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to be aware of the lifestyle you're trying to create through your business. One of my personal biggest existential crises is when I landed this really cool international assignment. I had this client that flew me to London. I was so excited, but my kids were home with a nanny. And I realized in that moment is, yes, I was living the dream, but it was somebody else's dream. This was the opposite of what I wanted when I started my business and when I left Disney and what I wanted to do, I wanted to be home for my kids. But the great part about this crisis, so why do we evaluate this? Is it led me to create the business that I now have. So I have moved from consulting, so I no longer consult myself and I empower other consultants and coaches and I help them with their brand messaging and their positioning. I help them with their their websites and all kinds of things. And I love the work I do with my clients, but as importantly, I love how my business aligns with my total priorities. So this business that I have now has enabled me to be there for my kids in a way that I might not have had the opportunity. And it's really important now because these kids are getting ready to go off to college. And I'm so proud that I've been able to be there for what was most important to me, which was to be there for what's most important for them. So you really want to think about this. And this is one of those things that as I work with my clients, I start jumping up and down about because, you know, I always tell them like, hey, you can make your own mistakes, just don't make mine. So I might have built the wrong business. I course corrected quickly, but you can go ahead and build the right business right from the get-go. And a big part of the right business is the one that supports your priorities. So what I want you to do right now is write down your priorities. What is important to your life? And then evaluate how did you do this year relative to those priorities without judgment, okay? We're not having any judgment here, only curiosity on what you really wanna create in your life that your business can enable. This is why we wanna leave corporate, right? And start our businesses is for control over our careers and our time. So this is that opportunity that you have is you can live that life now. You don't have to wait until you achieve some sort of revenue target. You can build your revenue targets to support this. So think about it. Did you make the most of your time? Did you take advantage of that time freedom and control? And did you use the time that you weren't working for all the things that you wanted to focus on? Did you give yourself permission? And were you fully present to those things or did something get in your way? 
This is one of the things that I experience all the time that makes me crazy that I do in myself and I see it in my clients all the time is there these presence robbers, you know, where we worry about we're not doing enough to generate leads and we just can't accept that we could have our work hours the way they want. So we waste time on social media or we look at what other people are doing like, hey, I should be doing that tune or I, I should be doing that too. Or we are just stuck in some sort of confusion about our business. We try to figure it on our own. So we waste time. So as you evaluate where you are against your standards, again, no judgment, take action for next year. Own your priorities. They are yours and they matter. They matter so much. And so what I want you to do then is pull out your calendar for next year and block time right now to reflect what you want your perfect day, week, month, and year to look like. Do it first, do it now. Make this time protected so that you can achieve what matters most to you in your life. So that's the first question. Now let's talk about the second question. What are your work satisfaction priorities? So this is all about doing work that you love. So to answer this question, I want you to think about your best at strengths. So your best at strengths are those things that when somebody comes to you and says, oh my gosh, you did so great at it. And you're like, eh, it was just nothing. That's your zone of genius. So what is it that you do that comes so naturally you don't feel like you're working? And also think about the types of clients you love to help and the problems you love to solve and why you care about solving those problems. So to answer these types of questions, this is a phrase I use all the time with my clients, especially in my brand positioning and messaging program. And the question is, if I had it all my way, or it's a kind of a prompt or a sentence starter. So if you had it all your way, what client type would you fill your pipeline with? If you had it all your way, what would you do with that client and for that client? And if you had it all your way and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you offer that client? What would you create? What strengths would you leverage? If you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life, right? That's what we're going after here. You deserve to make money off of your favorite, not your second tier, your first tier favorite strengths. And there are people that are here for you to serve. The more you're clear on that, the easier your life will be, the better off your business will be, the happier you'll be, the more money that you're gonna make, and the more that you're gonna feel like you are doing what you're meant to be doing on this earth. So once you have it clear in your mind, the work you love and the people you love to work with, then evaluate how did you do this year? What percentage of your clients actually reflect your ideal client archetype? What percentage of your client engagements leverage your zone of genius versus your zone of competence or excellence? And if you're not working in your zone of genius with clients you love, think about what's getting in your way. Let me give you a couple guesses that it could be if you're not in that place. For a lot of people, it's scarcity. You know, that whole fear is if I don't take this work, I won't have any money. Or do you feel like you just have to work with anyone who asks you? Um, is it imposter syndrome that shows up in such a way that makes you blow off or minimize what you're amazing at because it's too easy and natural to you? Here's some other zone of genius robbers. That sheer power of our survival brain, you know, sort of like C-3PO from Star Wars, you know, keeps saying like, yeah, you're never going to make it. You're never going to make it. You know, that survival brain wants you to survive for short. It has absolutely no interest in your highest potential. So that powerful survival brain will definitely keep you out of your zone of genius. Or the vulnerability. You know, when you work in your best at strengths, it feels very vulnerable that you are exposed in some sort of way. 
And then there's just that nose of the window pane syndrome. Sometimes it's just we're too close to ourselves to see what makes us so special and unique. So if you are in that place that you are not making money off of what you love to do the most, working with the clients that you love the most and that you're not in your zone of genius, how about this for next year? Take action. Commit to monetizing your zone of genius. And if you can't see it, explain it or package it, get support from someone like me who can help you in that way. All right, now the third question, the one that I know you've been thinking about, like, why didn't you ask me about this one? And that is all about what are your financial priorities? This may seem like the easiest out of the three because you can get in your own mind pretty quickly how much revenue you would like to make and what kind of salary. And I think that's a great starting point, but let's go a bit deeper, okay? First off, I wanna challenge yourself on the number. So sometimes what I experience with my clients is either sometimes we choose financial targets that are too low that don't really reflect our worth. And sometimes we pendulum swing and we kind of pick these vanity targets, you know, or we just take choose these financial targets are so huge because we had a we had a certain amount of money we made prior in our previous careers. And so we need that target or we want to exceed that target. And what I would recommend is we want to really make sure we right size it. You want to hit a financial target that helps you achieve all of your life priorities and your work priorities. So part of the reason why I hit that existential crisis I was just telling you about is I was doing great in my business and I was challenged by these mentors to double my revenues. And you know what? I got a competitive side and I'm like, sure, you know, I want to do that. I want to double my revenues. I stopped thinking about my life priorities and I totally went off track. So the goal is to right size your financial targets to fund what matters most to you. So there might be opportunities where you're looking at your financial targets and they're too low. They're not related to your worth and they're not going to fund what matters to you, right size it. And, and you might have targets that are just not realistic that are gonna make you constantly spin and be stressed out. Don't do those either, go in the middle. But the main thing that I would challenge you on is I want you to really think about how you're pricing yourself and what fees you'll set. So one of the big things that make me crazy is there's really smart, talented, experienced consultants and coaches who choose a pricing model that positions them to get paid for their time versus the value that they create. And therefore, no matter what they charge, they're really not charging according to their worth because they're monetizing the wrong thing. They're not monetizing all these great things that they bring to the table, and they're not charging these fees that reflect their worth. So for example, one of my clients is this absolutely brilliant video producer and creative partner who dramatically enhances employee training and engagement. What he's able to do with companies is unreal. So he can go in and talk to executives and pull out of them these compelling stories that actually motivate employees to change their behavior at a heart level. So you as a consultant coach know what a big deal this is. But before he and I started working together, he was charging by the hour for his editing time, which made me crazy because his zone of genius was not getting monetized. And so what we were able to do through our work together, so yes, he had to do some work on his brand positioning and his website and all of that kind of stuff to shape thinking in the market, but the way he shows up with his clients is completely different. He does not pitch for pricing models like that. He pitches pricing models that are related to the value they create. So, so now he's free from the trading time for money trap. He gets paid for what he creates. He gets paid for the difference that he makes, which allows him to effortlessly grow both his income and his impact. So let me bottom line on the bottom line here. 
Set yourself some financial goals in the following categories. Look at annual revenue, look at annual profit and your take-home salary, but also look at your average per client fee and your average per engagement fee. Have that in mind of how do you wanna get paid? So don't look at just the number, but also look at how do you wanna make that money? Then evaluate how you're doing financially. Of course, if you don't have any clients yet, it's probably time to work on your brand positioning and marketing system and setting yourself up to be able to attract those clients. But if you have clients, just be really clear. Are you getting paid what you're worth and are you leaving money and opportunity on the table? And if not, let's focus on fixing this next year. So what might get in your way is of course training on how to position yourself in the market and in how to do marketing. That might be a new thing. But another big training that a lot of people don't recognize is how do you set up your client engagement? I call it partnership setup. You could see a lot of content about partnership setup in my on my YouTube channel, on my blog. I teach a lot about this because it's so important. And what might get in your way, some of it is training and some of it's just that mindset. And I just wanna clarify something. I love this quote from pricing expert Casey Brown who says, no one will pay you what they're worth. They'll pay you what they think you're worth, but you control their thinking. And so when it comes to the financial targets, make sure you are evaluating. So be thinking about not just what you're making, but how you're making it and what fees you're using. So let's take action. Let's get ready for next year. Set realistic revenue goals. Not too much, not too little. Make sure you're creating a marketing system with measures to track how you're doing against those goals. One of the things that I'm working on in that mastermind I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast is I'm helping my clients create a whole system and put a, a spreadsheet in place because I don't necessarily believe that we should have to be at year end in order to do this kind of evaluation. I'm a Disney girl. You know, we do continuous improvement as a way of life. So create a marketing system with measures so that you can always be clear on where you're at. And for sure, switch up your pricing strategy if you are getting paid by the hour. If you are getting paid by the hour or by the day, make next year the year that you start getting paid as an expert. So let's recap. Number one, without clear performance standards and goals, we can accidentally become bad bosses to ourselves. But number two, with clear performance standards and goals that we set for ourselves, that we align with our total life priorities, our work satisfaction and our financial priorities. We can feel empowered and focus on creating success on our own terms. And number three, a great strategy to make money and a difference is to focus on how we can get seen and paid as an expert versus our time. And that's a great enabler to all of this that we're talking about here. So let's talk about next steps. Number one, be clear about your priorities in terms of lifestyle, work satisfaction, and financial. Write them down, refer to them, use them as decision-making filters. Number two, do your year-end review against your own standards and no one else's. And be a good boss to yourself, okay? You treat yourself like Maya Angelou wants you to. You know who Maya Angelou says, when you know better, you do better. You know, when you know better, you're gonna do better. And number three, set goals for next year that put you in the most empowered position. Don't let fear on the one hand or vanity metrics on the other hand drive you. Use sober judgment. You know, one of the things that people worry about is, you know, I don't want to come across like I'm bragging and, and I don't like talking about myself. It's like, but if you have these strengths, it's not bragging if it's true, you know, so use sober judgment, you know, really be clear about the business case that your client 
gets from working with you. You know, think about all the results that you help them create that they would not have on their own, you know, and you want to put pricing against that. So don't let fear dictate and don't let worry about you becoming some sort of shameless self-promoter keep you from doing what you need to do. You're not going to become that. I'm not worried about that. So use that sober judgment. And if you need help, let's talk. Book a call with me at www.betsyjordanwithay.com slash schedule. And let's chat about how I can help you clarify and then create greater success on your own terms in the next year. And if you enjoyed this episode and have a colleague who might get value out of it, please share it with them. And until next time, thanks for listening. Thank you for tuning in. If today's episode lit a fire in you, please rate and review enough already on Apple Podcasts or subscribe wherever you listen. And if you're looking for your next step, visit me on my website at BetsyJordan.com and it's Betsy Jordan with a Y and you'll learn all about our end-to-end services that are custom designed to accelerate your success. Don't wait, start today.